Hello and welcome back to The Garden Pod, episode two. Yes, we're still going. Um, hope you enjoyed the last episode with Matthew Savage. Um, this one, I think, is really good for parents um, of kids all ages. And we focus on the use of technology and in particular parenting in the digital age. Uh, I think it's also good for some teachers. Uh, and of course, this is a subject which tends to evoke quite strong emotions in people um, so anybody who's interested in some opinions and discussions and debates will probably like this one too. Um, the purpose here really is to try and establish that um, parenting the digital world and teaching the digital world is not easy, that technology gives us all sorts of wonderful things that we should never forget or ignore, but on the flip side it creates a number of issues and challenges that we also need to be aware of and to actively um, try and take on. Teen, one of our digital coaches at school, is my guest, and she really talks some, through some practical ideas and some examples of how we might go about this. So, let's let her do the talking. Um, I give you Teen. Okay, today we've got Teen Pendred. Um, welcome to the pod, Teen. Thank you. Uh, Teen, do you want to just describe your role within school? Yes, well, I am a digital learning coach. So I, my job is to support the teachers using technology in an appropriate way and just when they need help, as when and how and with everything, really. And also um, just digital citizenship around the school. Yep. And what we're hoping to talk about today is... Um, using devices, using technology in the modern world, some of the benefits of that, but also some of perhaps the dangers of that mm -hmm. and some of the concerns that might come up for parents or teachers or teachers yes. who are parents. Well, I know as I know a lot of parents sometimes feel when they send their children to GIS, they're like, oh, they have an iPad in year three. How is that going to be? Are they going to be using it all the time? And a lot of parents worry. So that's also why I'm here to sort of ease their worries yeah. a little bit. I think one of the things that's really important is that we're kind of okay with that worry. Yeah. Like it makes sense. Yeah. We're both parents. Yes. It, it comes from a good place. Yes, definitely. Um, so let's start with, and the context is really important actually for anyone who's not from Garden, we're a one-to-one -one school from year three all the way up to year 13, um, and our chosen device is the iPad, although that really matters, um, and so that's us. So let's start with, just within Garden, within your role, mm -hmm. what kind of digital citizenship practices and things do we do in the school? Well, we... we I can start with what we're doing at the moment. In year six, they're currently doing a unit about technology, the use of technology, how it's developed through the years, and they're really digging in deep. They're going around uh, from year one, actually from reception up until year five, all the year sixes are going into classes and they are researching how students are using technology. So already there, we're giving them the power to okay. do their own research. We do assemblies about um, cyberbullying, etc. We go into um, two at a time talking about it and yeah there's quite a few different things that we do as digital coaches but also as teachers and the students as well talking yeah. about we've got digital leaders both in secondary and primary yeah so there's quite a few things there um, one one thing that I know I think would be worth explaining would be the common sense media approach yes that we've got, we've yeah. got with that so do you want to just um, highlight that well common sense media is originally from America and it's uh, basically a, an amazing website in my opinion and I'm 
trying not to be biased, but it uh, is about, it is actually both for educators and parents. So as a parent, you can go and you can check ratings and it's their recommended ratings. They also have students who... So when you say ratings, that like age appropriate Age appropriate apps, TV, yeah. films, everything. Yeah. Um, they have students rating as well, what they believe is the right rating, which that's is quite interesting to have a look so at. I as an adult say that's 18. Yeah. Child says that's... 15. 15. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Uh, and just also just writing a review of the different apps, which is nice to see... And hear what their view is on different apps, because we might not always understand it. Okay. Um, it also is very reliable and research-based, which is something I value a lot. I want to make sure that what I use, or what we use as digital coaches, is something that we can rely on. And that I, you know, I like to research everything that I do, so knowing that Common Sense Media does the same gives me okay. comfort. And um, anybody can go on this? Everyone, yes. And it's commonsensemedia.org? Org, and it's free. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay, so there you go, check that out. That's worth looking at. And they also do a curriculum, don't they? A common they sense do. curriculum. Yes, they have a very, um, they have lesson materials that emphasize skill building and critical thinking, ethical discussions, which we have used at Garden as well. I, When I've used it, I've amended it. Yep. So, but you can use it, use it as is. Off the shelf. Well. Yes. Yeah, okay. As a and teacher. we've mapped that now from eight years old all the way up to yeah. 18 years old. Actually, I've used it in year two as well. Okay. okay so, so, yeah, they're, 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 it's very useful. So, what you said, we're going to jump back. The yeah. kids who, um, in year six, who are researching how, what we do on the internet. And yeah, so they go out and yeah. ask all the students okay. questions that they've made, you know, and they've actually, and I, I noticed that some of them have written different games that they obviously know, which mm. are not age appropriate, to mm. find out how many are playing okay. of the students. So I was going to find out, has anything come up in that? Yes, a lot more of the students are playing age inappropriate, inappropriate games. And than what we might thought. those games tend to look like? It's more building games and sort of, um, it's not, they're not, I think it's the violence that's... Okay. You know, sort of, not, I want to say World of Warcraft, but I don't actually think a lot of people play that anymore, and that yeah. just serves my age rather than anything else. Okay. But uh, it is definitely games that sort of focus more on building and fighting. Okay, so like a shooter type. Shooting type, type games, games, yeah, okay. which is interesting. So um, I think it's probably worth, worth putting in at this point that at school we have an acceptable use policy yes. on our iPads and devices, which basically says I will not, engage in materials that is mm -hmm. age inappropriate we also have filters in school and we can block certain things and, and yeah so, so they, are, they they wouldn't be able to play it in school yeah 100% not and if they get around that then really parents should be letting us know yes they? but the majority of the time I have to say that all the iPads I see around the children do not have games on them yeah. so if they are playing them it's often in homes where there are iPads older siblings might have that yep. they're using because okay. the ones that they do have in school that that's in that's a school ipad and they tend not to have games okay maybe minecraft is the one i've seen and then we've also used that in lessons so. yeah and minecraft's generally okay yeah um okay so what do we do as parents i mean is this a debate is how much of a problem is this because i think this is the, the podcast really is a forum to to look at different different viewpoints is there a debate that this isn't a big deal or 
or should we be like moral panic situation about it? Or? It's really difficult because I sort of my job is you know I look at technology and I want to use technology in school. I want to incorporate it in the right way. Whereas as a parent, my son doesn't actually get to play a lot of iPad at home at all. Hmm. Screen time is limited, but that's just me. And that does that's not me saying that everyone else should do the same. That's just because I know what he's like, and that is what I think you need to do. The only one who knows their children are the parents, yeah. so they know what their kids can and cannot do. I have had parents come in and say, look, I know nothing about this, so is there any chance you can show me what to do and how I can help my child use the iPad appropriately? Yeah. So what I do find is a lot of parents put sort of timers on, so they're allowed to play games at a certain time, but when that timer goes off, then that's the end of it. Okay. Uh, restriction is a big thing, mm-hmm. making sure that they can't download games themselves and yeah. that they, you know, the, the students can't go and, I know, don't know, like explicit things, yeah. go and download explicit things. That's okay. the thing I have seen and parents didn't necessarily know that that was on. Yeah. So just informing and helping parents set the right restriction. Yeah. It is, it's a, it's a difficult place to venture into, especially as parents and teachers because we all have different way of using it and what are we showing our children as well personally Mm. and you can't tell one person that they're doing the wrong or right thing you can only go with your own feelings okay so out of all that can we try and draw some some common ground maybe that's what i think and that's what i would like to do and when i when when i did the parent workshop about it that's what i sort of suggested these are a few things you can do should you want to and the common things i mean i think should be looked at when you have primary students especially is just making sure that they are on the right track and and we're not talking about necessarily the games that they're playing it's just making sure that they know not to share delicate information personal information or and they know not to write nasty things to each other mm. these are sort of for me the the core things that they need to understand yeah and anyone and that's not just primary students that's actually adults need to understand that as well but if we catch the students at a young age so they learn earlier they'll be so much better than we and that message is ever. repeated over and over exactly and over again. yeah um certainly I know I've had discussions with parents, some of them more successful, <laughs> more <laughs> successful than others. Uh, but we as a school, we've, we've said, you know, we want eight-year-olds to bring iPads in. Mm-hmm. So definitely there's a burden of responsibility oh, on us to, yeah. to support both the kids and parents in the appropriate ways to use them. Yes. But something that certainly, I wouldn't say upsets me, but frustrates me is just ignorance mm. on from a parent's side. And I, and I say that as a parent, that actually I think the ignorance of these things is is you're asking for trouble. Yes. And um, as parents, the, one of the best things we can do is just understand this stuff a little bit better ourselves. So interestingly enough, that's exactly what I said at the parent workshop as well. One of my friends is a psychologist and he works for, uh, it's called the Ludomania Centre in Denmark. And one of the things he focused on a lot is people getting addicted. And we're talking adults getting mm. addicted to computer games. Okay. Now, that happens to young teens a lot as well. And one of the main things he said in, his, in what he's written, etc., is that if you, as a parent, the best thing you can do is sit down and play the game with your children. Mm-hmm. Sit down, ask them to show you what they're doing, how they're doing it. Because, one, it will give you a better understanding of 
them as children yeah. and what they're doing. And two, they would absolutely love to be the and one to show you. Some of them are quite fun as well. Yeah, you know, oh, they play 100%, these for a yeah. yeah. And I think it's really, really important that we, you know, they have an interest in it. Mm. And we all know as, you know, people in general, if someone shows an interest in what we're doing, it's nice. Yeah. And of course, children are going to think it's nice when you as a parent sit down saying, so what, are, what game are you playing? Yeah. Can you show me? Can I play it with you? Because then you'll really understand, okay, what is it? What is it that makes it interesting for your child as well? Why do they like playing this game? And too many adults, don't they? They, they just flip up the, no, yeah. this is not good, it's not healthy, yeah. this is screen time, this is this, that and the other, and therefore we must shut it down immediately. Which is a shame because... Um, again, I'll go back to, my, I can only sort of draw my own experience. All the games I have on my iPad for my son are also I, games that I've played to make sure that, okay, what is it? What's in it? Pong. I have not done that, no. <laughs> no but I, there's one, there's this, there's this think, think tank thing yeah. where he has to sort of, it's a puzzle and he absolutely loves it. Yeah. And it's a graphic thing as well. Of course, yeah. they're visual, children are visual, so they want to look at nice stuff. And, I mean, just don't download things that you... Don't let them talk to them first. See what does it say? What does Common Sense Media say about that app? Yeah. What does Apple, the Apple Store as well? They've got ratings. What is the rating on it? Don't, you know, don't try and, and just because everyone else got the app in his class or her class, that doesn't mean that yeah. it should be done. Just sit down and play. What makes it fun for yeah. your child? Do you understand that? Then uh, certainly with the. The sort of middle primary age kids, so yeah. three, four, five, six, um, well, six obviously upper. Um, but what I find is when you actually engage in a conversation with them, and mm. even if that conversation is driving towards, I don't think this is appropriate for you, mm-hmm. but it's explained and it's talked through, yeah. they're much more likely to be okay with that. Uh, I agree. Rather than just no. Don't do it. And then you drive it underground, essentially. Yeah. It's very and it becomes more interesting. And it becomes more interesting. Yeah. That big red button. Yeah. Don't, don't it's not, and that's not just iPads. It's with everything, really, isn't it? That if you say no from the start, then the curiosity yeah. becomes bigger. Yeah. And I think it's exactly what I've thought as well, actually. Just exp- never underestimate the power of words when it comes to talking to your child. Yeah. Say, okay, well, let me see what it is and yeah all right you might be playing and thinking oh no I do not want my child to um, to play this but then ask your child why is it that you like that what do you think this would be good for you why would you want to do this and how is this affecting you just ask questions okay. and they'll be like oh no actually not maybe not or no that doesn't look very good and then they, they might even think of it themselves yeah. never underestimate children <laughs> yeah I suppose we should frame all of that within that we get it, that this is difficult. Oh, my goodness, this it is, is so really difficult. Hard. And i tell you one of the hardest things about it is because we ourselves as adults have a tendency to, you know, we take our phone or we take our computer up and we sit and we work and we think, oh, but it's work. But, I mean, a child can't necessarily differentiate between work and fun. They just see you on a device. Yeah. So even though you say, oh, it's work, honey, they're like, well, Still Why draining yeah, away from you, me. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So and we'll get onto the we'll yes. get onto the modelling thing in yeah. a minute uh, because I think that's a big that's a big is, discussion yeah. point. Um, so so our sort of nuts and bolts here, and I just want to bring back to something you said earlier on, where um, your son 
plays on the iPad at home. Yeah. That's fine. You talk to him about it. You play the games with him. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you restrict that time. Yes. You're very clear on that. But that's not just the iPad. That's TV time as well. Like, I don't want him to sit and play. Because I know what he's like. He's not someone who then takes, you know, 10 minutes and then he's bored. He gets sucked into it. And he gets sucked into... TV as well, and he could sit there for ages if I didn't stop him. Now, not all children are like that. My youngest was two, and I know that's obviously a big age gap still, but he's not like that. He's not interested. He'd rather go into the room and play, whereas my oldest, literally, he is sucked into. So I, I as his parent, I have to help him yeah. learn how... Yeah. It's like you would with ice cream. Exactly. Or sweets. Or exactly. Else. Moderation is the key in everything, really. Yeah. And I think that's probably the hardest conversations I've had. And, and parents have sometimes said to me, you've affected, like you've pointed mm-hmm. at me, you've done this to me. And, I, you know, I get where they're coming from, but they're basically saying, because of the iPads, we've got to buy an iPad for our eight-year-old, that's taking over our home, mm-hmm. and then I can't get them off it, and then it's causing arguments within my house and therefore it's the school's fault. Yeah, so this might be a controversial thing to say then, but I think, well, yeah, I I do appreciate what's being said, but as an adult, you're the one who makes the rules. And sitting down and explaining to your child, I don't want this. You got the iPad, or actually saying, it's not your iPad, it's my iPad. I'm lending this iPad to you so you can use it in school for homework. And saying, it's just the way it is. It's not going to be something you're going to be playing on in the afternoon. Even if, what, what I have heard parents mention as well is, um, oh, but, um, but it's homework. They just always sit, talk about homework. Mm. And let's face it, you'll know yeah. when that homework is set. Yeah. And I think it's, it, it, it's interesting because we live in a culture at the moment, and I've read quite a lot of articles about it from different psychologists, our generation at the moment, for some reason, we find it very hard to say no to our children. Mm. Now, we have a saying in Denmark that when you when you think you're doing someone a favor, but you're not actually doing them a favor, it's the op- like it's the opposite of a favor. When we don't say no to our children, we're doing yeah. them the opposite of a favor. Can you give us the saying in Danish? Björnetjens. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you learned something new. Yeah, I couldn't translate it directly because it would not make sense. Okay, okay. Um, so let's. Um, I'm, I'm Slightly wary of not getting, we've still got quite a lot to talk about. Mm. So, tips, t- top tips for parents that either something that you've done or you've seen done, and both of us have been on conferences and seen sort of world leading experts talking about this. Yeah. What are some of the best tips that you've got for helping to allay some of those issues? Maybe we'll do like you do one, I do one. Yes. Well, yeah. first thing first is that when you say you come in as a new parent, you have the iPad, set some ground rules with your child. Don't necessarily do them, you, this is the rules, this is the way it is. Sit down with your child and set, and make the rules together. What are your child's expectations? What are your expectations? And then say, okay, this is when you use it in school. At home, you use it this much. Let's talk about yeah. this. It's an agreed set of yeah. principles, really. Yes. Okay, one of the ones I heard, which was great, which is so simple, is buy an alarm clock. Yeah. So, um, especially for older kids, they'll tend to take their iPads or their phones into mm-hmm. their rooms, which is 
generally we would say not a great idea yeah never let um, them charge their iPads in the <laughs> yeah. room and the old oh yeah but I need it as my clock comes mm. up especially with teenagers yes buy them one of those old school <laughs> alarm clocks prove there are big, other big, yeah, exactly so you don't need one now. yeah um, but iPads in bedrooms at night general, generally a no-no no yeah. I, I've got a funny thing to add to that uh, a Danish school class actually did an experiment with with phones so they were growing cress okay. and in one room they were growing cress and there was a mobile device next to it and the other room cress no mobile device the one with the phone next to it hardly grew. Right, so for all you crest growers out mm. there, that's... Well, um, it's just a more yeah. case of thinking about how what it does and, to your yeah, brain. brain. Yeah, so, Okay. Um, another tip, your turn. Have you got another one? Um, we do have different... Put some restrictions on. If you're worried about what your child's going to be, uh, you know, looking at, etc., set some very simple restrictions on the device on the device right so we which won't apple does yeah. um, offer we won't try and go through all that no now it'll take it, too long but feel free to come to me and i'll show yeah. you yeah so if you came in or contacted teen or alex turner or any of the other digital coaches they'd happily show you how to set yeah. up and there are a few of them yeah. they're great yeah very good so you can stop downloading apps that aren't age appropriate exactly. you can put passwords on things there's one way you can if teen was was my daughter and she was trying to buy that's a bit weird sorry <laughs> <laughs> but she was trying to buy something then it would it. send it to me yes. first and say uh, James are you okay with this yes I am no I'm not yeah. that's really cool yeah. uh, that's called iCloud family sharing um, which works really well which works really yeah. well the final one for me then if we, we'll do one more have you yeah. got any more no I don't think so okay well the final one for me would be that whole ignorance thing yes you know just just take some time to understand the device actually yeah I'll, I'll totally echo that for me never sit down with your child play the game don't just let them have the iPad in peace and think that's it yeah. sit down play the game you might even like it. Yeah. And it's not just games, is it? No, it's, it's just everything. Understanding, understanding what they're doing, works. their emails, their classroom, yeah. if you want to. I know there are a few noisy um, or nosy uh, parents who asked me, can yeah. we get access to the classroom? And I said, no, because you wouldn't walk into the classroom at school all of yeah. a sudden. Yeah. And fortunately, that went yeah. down well. Okay, <laughs> that's, <exactly>. okay. that's <laughs> good. Um, right, so let's go on to this modeling thing. Yes. This is an interesting one. Right? So is. I'm going to frame this for you. Yeah. Um, I was at an Aircos conference, which is one of the big educational conferences in Asia, and one of the keynote speakers was a lady called Catherine Steiner Odair. Mm. I don't know if you've heard of her. She's written a book called The Big Disconnect, and this is all about um, living and growing up in the world in a digital age and some of the problems, and she really does focus generally on the problems that might occur from this. And she basically started this keynote speech by saying, I wonder if you guys do, to us adults, I wonder if you guys do any of these things. Yeah. And she just started on this list, which is, like, I wonder if you interrupt your dinner to go onto your phone. Mm. I wonder if you ever say to your son or your daughter, oh, just hold on a second when you're sending a message or you're checking Facebook. Or I wonder if you ever take your phone to the toilet with you. Yeah. And there's room, just, it started off quite funny. And then it Cringy. was almost everybody in the room, you could just see them thinking, I, I do that. Mm. I do that. I do maybe not the toilet thing we won't we won't go there um, but it was just it was brutal yeah I can um, but her message was 
essentially that we don't know a lot of the time because devices can be quite addictive and the little ding of the, mm-hmm. the message, I've got a message endorphin rust, that can become the most important. And we have to, as parents and teachers, become better at modeling behaviors for yes. our kids. It's very interesting because I, it's, it's self-awareness as well, really, isn't it? I know, I've got, I've, I feel I should say I have self-insight in the terms of I know that I get sucked into my phone, 100%. Mm-hmm. So I've set rules for myself. I mean, it could, it's definitely annoying my husband at times, but I don't have my phone on sound ever. Okay. Because That's I why you never reply to WhatsApp messages. Exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just don't want to be listening for that ding. I okay. don't want to be a slave to the ding, and I don't want to be disconnected. And I'm not saying that in terms of, look at me, that's what I am doing. But that's just because I know that I would. Hmm. It's because I know that I could just very easily just get sucked into it and just sit there, and I don't want to do that. Mm. Um, and I've thought about it a lot. You know, it's funny there was the computer science jaws last Friday at GIS. And jaws, just to give that yeah, <coughs> context, of jaws is a meeting of teachers who all are in a particular subject area or interest area, and they share ideas and so. Yeah, and one of the te- one of the teachers that I was chatting to, a really nice guy from Tanglin in Singapore. He lost his phone and six months ago and decided not to get a new one. Okay. Which everyone was like, what? Yeah. And he just said, it is so nice not being at the whim of everyone yeah. all the time. And he said, yeah, there are things that are a bit difficult. I have to ask my wife to book me a taxi or something like that. But he said it was just, it felt really liberating not having that. Okay. And I suppose I tried to do that with just putting it as silent. Yeah. Really. So that's interesting, but extreme. And Very I, extreme. And I'm not by any means saying that that's what people should do. No, and I think that's important, isn't it? Yeah. So essentially the message, the key message from Odair, who wrote this book, is basically just become more aware of what you're doing. Um, when you're and, doing it. When you're doing it and moderation. Yes, you know, it's phones, again the moderation. Phones, thing. iPads, computers are incredible in what oh, they can do and exactly. help us. Exactly, and, and this is what I mean. That's why I get sucked into it because yeah. I'm like, oh, this is interesting, this is interesting, and then you can do this, and oh, there's this as well, and I'm like, oh, awesome. And I know I do that. Yeah. And I need to stop myself. And your kids when I'm will with see my children. You doing that exactly. You yeah. How can I sit there and preach to them yeah. about no screen time if I can't even. Yeah. disconnect from it myself I remember one <laughs> I don't know if I could share this uh, one, one kid I spoke to a couple of years ago and they were, they'd come in and their battery had died on their, their iPad mm. and I was like okay so what can we do about that and she goes no I, I charged it last night I was like, so what happened then? Why is it? Oh, my mum was playing Candy Crush Saga all the way, all the way to school. Oh, nice. And I, and I think there, there you go. Right? Yeah. That's it. What a chance for conversation and so I found quite an interesting it's, um, quote that I actually shared with the parent workshop as well, saying, modelling good behaviour is nothing new. However, a growing number of mums and dads are unsure how using tablets or smartphones in front of their children might be impacting how little ones thinks of technology. Hmm. Is occasionally checking Facebook at the playground or claiming a Tetris bonus spin doing bath time really that big a deal? Now, I asked the parents that, and they all sort of sat and crumbled a little bit as Hmm. well, because no, it's not a big deal. It's really not. Doing that very quickly, no. I think, as I was getting into before as well, it's more when you can't stop yourself and when it's all the time and if you as you also mentioned ask them to wait because you you are more interested in replying to a message yeah. and what I also said 
don't get me wrong, I know, like, a mum was, was saying, well, when I'm on my phone, I'm trying to organise my three children's life on the Google calendar. Mm. And I'm like, I get that. I mm. totally get that. But then expl- make sure you explain to your child what you're doing. Say, listen, this is what I'm doing right now. I have to do this because we need to figure out where uh, yeah. James is going to football and when this is happening, when this is happening, it will take me five minutes and then I'm yours. Yeah, and then you make sure you are there. Yeah, so it's a communication yeah. thing again. So um, this Catherine Steiner Adair who wrote this book, I'll say it again because it's worth a read, Big Disconnect. She, she, I think she interviewed something like 5,000 middle schoolers in the US about their parents' habits mm. and how that was affecting them. And it was pretty so. It's pretty sobering reading. It really is. It, what, it just what doesn't they surprise about. me. So, and, you know, I have to remind myself of that. Yeah. You know, we've made rules in our family that you know we don't have iPads or phones at the dinner table. Yeah. At same, all, ever. same in us. Yeah. Um, and not allowed to go up and get it either. Yeah. Something I think that we should do that we don't is we should have our phones away. Um, for a certain portion of the evening, mm. as well as dinner. Yeah. But we don't do that. No. Um, now, we mean, my wife will have our phones by a bed. Maybe, maybe we shouldn't do that, but maybe that's okay because we're an adult. I don't, yeah. I'm not sure. But I think it's good to ask these It's good to it's, ask these it's not. It's, it's never, uh, I, I never mean anything of the things that are sort of, I just, as a lifted finger, it's more a case of thinking about it. You know, we all have our technology usage and you know I know people who never use their phones really and it's not a case of 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 not using it it's just a case of making sure that yeah it's the moderation thing it's making sure that you are aware that what your child is seeing you doing yeah is what they're going to reflect on yeah and what message yeah and and as I said before they can't necessarily especially not the younger children like my son doesn't understand when I'm like oh I have to do some work Mm. People are like, well, you're on your phone. Yeah. You know, why can't I be on the iPad if, yeah. I, if you're on your phone or if you're on the computer? It's hard for them to understand. Mm-hmm. And I've explained that to my husband as well, that it just doesn't work. It's not, you can't cut it with one knife. Yeah. They won't understand it like that. You have to make sure that you sort of, it's communication and moderation, in my opinion, is the most important thing. Make sure they know what you're doing, why you're doing it, so they understand. And I spoke to a PTF member a while ago and he was saying well I have to work and I have a job where it's uh, at different times and so it might be when my child is there I was like well could you move into another room mm. is that the case and he was like well yeah I suppose I could mm. okay so you just said there communication and moderation moderation yeah what a nice way to sum that up yeah I like it well done <laughs> thank you um, so I think I think we're probably going to draw it to a close look we could talk about this for a long time oh goodness and I'm sure um, people will be coming and talking to and me about it and there are a million resources online yes and I think the key message is that interesting research like the book as well there's so really there's the book um, now if you can't be bothered to read the whole book then she does a lot of YouTube stuff as well and mm-hmm. you can see her talking about it on YouTube that's Catherine Steiner right there that's from one end of the scale uh, we've got Common Sense Media yes commonsensemedia.org which is a really good resource for parents and there's, there's stuff on there that helps parents with oh yeah yeah with like, parenting issues yes um, we a as forum. a school um, yeah. it's something that we're asking ourselves constantly um, we get right I think most of the time but uh, we'll always try and improve mm-hmm. um, and ultimately let's look at t- digital technology as a really positive thing very positive that has yeah. some negative and, and side effects that we can actually abs- absolve ourselves from a yes. li- not absolve ourselves but also a thing well. that we can't avoid yes 
That's the That's thing. True. We can't avoid technology and the way it's developing. Uh, but we can't forget either that it's a tool. Yeah. Like a knife is a tool. Like a, a drill is a tool. Yeah. It is a tool and we can use it, but we can also put it away. Nice. Thanks. Mitigate. That was the word I was looking <laughs> oh. for. <laughs> there we go. Um, so, team, thank you so much. Um, hopefully, hopefully that was interesting. Some tips. If you've got any more, then you can tweet it. Mm -hmm. Hashtag GS Learning. That's a good idea. Mm -hmm. um, and <laughs> I think there may be a little bonus teen episode coming up about a completely different subject <laughs> <Yes>. soon. <laughs> Thanks, team. You're welcome.